Good evening, Patriots, and it's Sunday, July 30th in the year 2023. Man, great weekend, just busy doing stuff, getting caught up in things and just having some time to just be with the Lord. For those of you that um, didn't hear it or, or were part of it, we had our prayer Friday, actually Saturday morning. And I just want to highlight that because that's going to become the regular time now. Every Saturday at 7 a.m. is when we're actually going to do our weekly prayer meeting, which is when we're praying for healing, casting out demons, raising the dead, smacking down the, the, the demons all around, raising up the mighty body of Christ. So that's going to now be on Saturday morning at 7 a.m. And I'm kind of just playing around with an idea. I haven't made a decision yet. I'm going to give it some thought. We may move the daily bended knee earlier in the morning. So if you have some thoughts on that, let me know. I'm really thinking about starting out the day with bended knee rather than putting it midday. And I haven't made a full determination on that yet, but it would make my life a ton better because I'm my, I get my full day to do stuff. And I also just, after the Saturday, after the Saturday show, what was so awesome is just how it felt doing that level of prayer in the morning 
and then having the rest of the day to go. So, so effectively, we're adding a, a program is what we're doing. But we're just keeping the standard, the bended knees normal. <laughs> the bended knees, that sounds dumb. Keeping them at the normal time and the normal length of time. But we're adding a Saturday morning show. And that's a pretty intense show. That's three hours is what, we, what we're praying for. Um, so I, I'm just kind of playing around with the ideas. And I know that we've become accustomed to patterns, and that's why I'm, I'm careful whenever we make changes. I don't want to be leaving people out or whatever. But I noticed as well what was great about Saturday is how many people were able to join that couldn't normally join during the week, which was really awesome. So anyway, I'm going to put it to prayer. We'll kind of I'll bounce it around. But I do have to kind of balance what is becoming an increasingly demanding schedule for all the different things going on and trying to give myself as much time during the day to be operational and functional and not be at the desk all the time, which is, anyway, we'll kind of see how it goes. But I, it, the first important change is we're doing a bended knee prayer program now instead of Friday. It is now Saturday morning at 7 a.m. And that's a block of time. That's Pacific time. So East Coast time is 10. And that's a, um, a block of time that is going to be about three hours if you're through the whole thing. That's pretty much what we've been doing lately. Super intense. Amazing. Holy Spirit blessed. It's, it's, it's alive. If you haven't been in one of those, I would um, sincerely... I would very much encourage you um, to um, join in because it, it's powerful. And I think as we start to work through these things, we start to really appreciate just who we are a lot more. We start to walk into our authentic self, which, you know, I've used that term. I, I want to really qualify when I say that because I know that that term is also used in other places like our new aging wonkers, which I'm not really big on, obviously. But there is a real thing to say there. That when we step into them, we're walking truly in that fullness of the body of Christ. It is truly who we are. So understand when I say that term, that's my, my intentional meaning for it. I don't really care how they use it. I know where my heart is and how I'm using it. So Patriots, one thing, just a couple things to highlight before we get going. One thing that's important to really appreciate is sleep. And um, I know I'm appreciating what sleep I get these days. I also appreciate when I don't have good night's sleep and when I'm not sleeping on stuff that doesn't make me feel good. My pillow has been one of the great supporters of this channel and of patriots all over the country. And I'm continuing to just be, I push their products because I believe in them. I think I don't just push them because it's my pillow. No one else produces a quality pillow and a quality set of products at the price they do. And it's, it's amazing. And it's also great to know that when we spend our dollars, we're spending it with a company that is supporting liberty, fighting for liberty, and with a CEO that literally walks with Jesus. Probably at this point, I would say most everybody has a MyPillow, and if you don't, you hurry up and get one. Where I'm really looking at MyPillow now, and I do mean this, I've added some new, the new MyPillow 2.0s, which are awesome. Um, by the way, I just, I really... Can't, really was surprised at how much of an improvement they are. They are a fantastic pillow. I understand that their new mattress toppers, which is with this new heat heat regulating thread, is equally fantastic. So I'd encourage you to check those out. And I really would encourage you to look at the My Pillow option for gifts for friends and family. Um, either way, we've replaced all the pillows in our house 
and in in the other property that's all my pillow stuff. We've done all this because I believe in the product. I think it's fantastic. And I and there's always a lot of sales going on. I'm not going to highlight those sales tonight. This is just a level talk about a quality company and a quality product. So really encourage you to head over to mypillow.com. We have our Bards Nation page, mypillow.com forward slash Bards. It's awesome there. They keep all the, the sales updated there. A lot of great things going on. Their coffee is good. You can find it there as well. Um, and they have just an un, unlimited rolling of sales, which is part of getting the best value to us. One of the great things that MyPillow did when they got slammed by all the big box stores is Mike took that cost and he that he was having to pay for the box stores because he had to mark everything down so they could mark it up. And he's we're basically getting products now at the cost of wholesale. That's the whole point of this thing. So use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S. Take advantage of the great savings. Head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS, MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS, and um, get get stuff. I mean, it's when I say this is good stuff to get, suit your, fix your home up the way it needs to be. The towels are fantastic. I have them in all the bathrooms. Even the kitchen towels are great. Their slippers are super. You know, they're, they're, I call them the all-terrain, all indoor, outdoor, four-wheel drive slippers because they are literally all-terrain, all-weather almost with the sole on them. They're great. And just a great quality set of products. They're well thought out, and they, they keep – and the centerpiece to everything they have is the pillow. And so it's, those are great products to get for people as gifts. There's good sales on them right now. And especially – and I, I, I say this often tongue-in-cheek, but I'm really quite serious – when we are dealing with an environment where we're trying to wake people up, to me, giving a gift to somebody who is either asleep or even starting to wake up, that's a MyPillow product that is a true quality product. And the fact that the company has itself centered around Jesus, I just think that's a great counterinsurgency move we call unconventional warfare. Get every everybody out here that doesn't want to believe in the, in the Great Awakening to sleep on a my pillow and I swear they will come to the Great Awakening pretty quick. So there you go. Mypillow.com forward slash bards promo code bards. I did a piece today. It's up in Telegram and I would encourage you to go check it. I pinned it. And what I did is I did a walkthrough this morning in my garden. And um, what I was showing in this piece is that what you can do in an 80 by 90 foot area, which translates to one sixth of an acre. That's where the urban homestead I've been building is. That's the size of it. At, and um, to kind of give you an idea of the nature of what is possible. And, I, and I'm still improving. It's not a, it, there's none of these projects that are ever complete, but this is, this is three years in to this build that we're doing. And, um, it's been a great process of the labors of my dad and I, and and in also now where we're in that area where it's my dad and I and my mom that share these times of watering and harvesting and things like this. So it's really a great experience. I would uh, encourage you to take a look at it. It's a there's a real satisfaction when you start to realize how much you're growing and how much control you're taking back in your life, and when you're walking in this space and I'm, you know, everything, I've blessed this whole house and I am, and with that, I, it's a, it, to me, it just sits under the umbrella of the kingdom authority because everything about this house, this property from border to border, 
which is overall about a quarter of an acre around the whole perimeter, roughly. Um, I have blood. I've walked that bloodline, and I have given this property to to God as a kingdom piece, piece that I'm stewarding. So, that it always feels that way here. There's a lot of Holy Spirit that lives here, and I'm I'm very happy with that. And part of that is is how we steward things. This is a one Peter four ten. As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. And I just think there's so much to that in what we are given. I'm in a very blessed situation where I have this property here, and I'm, to be very honest, it maintains itself and does itself because it's all of us working here together. And then we have the other property up in Brad Cummings and I, this 80 acres that we're developing and that continues to have a vision flowing through it piece by piece. In fact, that's what, if you recall, that's what I was doing on Friday was getting a new walk-in freezer for the, uh, the butchery. It seems to be a priority piece of where God wants us to go. And, and it's interesting. I'm just, I'm really walking in a place right now of letting God open those doors, probably more than I ever have. I've I've never been more relaxed in my life with as much going on as I am right now because I've totally submitted to him and I'm listening to a lot of where he wants me to go. And when changes are come or there's, and there's a ton of attacks going on, and I, I want to get into that a little bit tonight because the enemy's ambushing things a lot. And it's very important that we stay focused where we are. And we stay focused in the center in Christ. It's super important. But as I walk in this space out here and this garden out here, or if I'm up at the 80 acres, the 80 acres is still, it's an expanse. And it's a very different feeling because, because the model's evolving. And I, there has to be, in my opinion, and, and what I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot over the next couple of weeks is to making sure that every limit to that property is blessed and the bloodline is complete, completed perfectly. And that is giving that real sense of gifting back to kingdom. And then we take on the stewardship piece and we've prayed on the property a lot, but there's with all the things going on, it needs to really have a focus. And this is where we have to be real clear. And this is the difference between the two properties. Here in this property, size has nothing to do with it. The whole focus that we all share here, my parents and I, is that this is truly a blessed space. When you have a bigger property and you have people coming in and out, not everybody holds that same vision the same way. Some people see the property more in terms of efficiency and what you can do for this or that. Other people see the property as a place to you know, do one thing. And maybe you've got delivery drivers or maybe it's the, the gas guy that's delivering the fuel to the tanks, whatever that is. But there tends to be you have to get a real focus on your property and really get it blessed and keep it and hold that space because it's very easy to get a lot of disruption. And... That's where I'm kind of trying to anchor that down a little bit more on that other property. It, it feels good when you're there. There's no question about it. But I'm trying to, it leads to what I'm talking about, which is sealing the armor. And this is why I'm bringing this up. 
there have been an unbelievable number of ambushes. And I've talked about this for about three weeks now, maybe a little bit longer, to be prepared for the ambush. And the, you know, in my, it's interesting because in my film, which, by the way, I'm going to end up uploading. People have asked about the film. Hang on, because I'm going to upload it to YouTube here pretty quick. And then you can just watch the film on YouTube. I'll just put it on the channel. And I'm not worried about it. I mean, it's time for people to see it and see it in its full and so forth. And I, I just want people to watch it. So it'll be available on YouTube. And we'll put it up on Rumble. And we'll put it on BitChute. So it, it'll be out there for people to view. And that's going to come up probably this week. We'll get that film out there so everybody can watch it. But anyway, um, the one thing about the end of the film, which is interesting, and this is you know this goes back to twenty when I finished that film was twenty eighteen, the end of twenty eighteen, and it was the statement: "The ambush changes you," and the ambush does change you. It's um, when you go into an intense ambush. You are, everything about the way you see the world starts to transform. And so there's kind of two outcomes of that. You can become a victim of the ambush, which doesn't necessarily mean physically maimed. It could be mentally scarred. Or you can be one of those that rises up in the ambush and it literally creates a, a lion sense in your heart to know that you can overcome it. And for me, that's how the ambushes have affected me. We had a couple of them. One most notable was in the film that I had, that I have out, which was with the Canadians. And it was a pretty ugly ambush, the way it was set up. And we came out victorious. And if you remember the story I've told, there was a, I was with a, what they call a koi, which is alpha platoon. And koi's are in, and that's a Canadian term, comes from the British. But the group of us that were down in that ambush, while we were fighting away, the command and the Canadians reported to senior command that we were killed, that we were lost in action. So when we came out of that ambush, literally fighting our way out, and that's the end scene of that ambush in the film, and I'm running backwards filming this gunfight as we're happening with the Taliban, we arrived to find out that the entire group there had already gone through the process of accepting that we were dead. That's a weird feeling, let me tell you. And it has application to where we are today. We have all gone through quite a battle in the last few years. And the truth of this, we have known of all these things, whether it's the swabs and it was the fibers in the swabs and it was the graphene oxide and it was the DARPA hydrogel and it was the nanotech, and I could go on the list of stuff. And we've made observations about how people have kind of a hive mind, and we're, we've been separated from them. They're not thinking on their own. They're thinking more like a hive mind and under control. We've known all this for three years, at least. Now, I guess it is three years now. But it's now percolating up. So we're kind of sitting, all of us are kind of sitting back going, okay, this is weird. You know, this is just a bizarro experience. And as the, the people that are there are slowly starting to percolate up and we're sitting over here having realized the truth. Well, that all goes back to the ambush of the vax and ambush of the mask and ambush of COVID con. It changes us. 
and it transforms us. And the way it changed us appropriately is we turned to God. And in doing so, we all carried a pretty big weight. And the things that we're going through now is just a beautiful phase in which God is moving us and positioning us and continuing to shape us. And so that's kind of where you know I sat in this place this weekend, just realizing just how calm I was with all the ambushes that have been going on. And there are a lot of them. I've been under, I mean, I won't get into all the details, but there's been three significant ambushes, and one of them that was not insignificant by any means. And even today, I mean, I've had two of them come at me in the last couple days. One was to uh, just some opportunities to go places, which these ambushes are not so much about demonic, though there is plenty of that going on, and but it's a lot of distracting you and trying to pull you off course from your focus. And I, I had another one this evening. It's just unbelievable. I mean, just like out of the blue, somebody sends me some stuff, and I'm just shaking my head going, where did that come from, right? And it's, and where it is is that people are not, sitting strong in their faith and in their armor. They say they will. They'll say things like, well, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for you. They have no idea what we're dealing with right now. And this is where the there is a, a sifting going on that we have to be completely focused on that heal and seal the armor piece. Heal and seal the armor. And so that goes back to Thursday night show, which for those that are listening right now, and, and there's been a couple have reached out, and God bless you, we're going to have these calls this week that have, want to pray about some some challenges that they're having in their life, and I'm man, I'm I'm all there for you. I'll be there, and we'll pray, and we'll we'll get we'll get things good. But we are really in a critical time right now of having to keep our center and keep our armor up, and really be focused on where God wants us to be, because the enemy's doing everything it can to pull us off base. So I'm having a conversation with Pastor Anthony this weekend. And oh, by the way, and we're going to include him in prayers. If you all remember Mark Wesson, who was the prophetic that spoke at Bard's Fest on Friday after Pastor Anthony spoke. So Pastor Anthony started the day off Friday. And then the second speaker up was Mark Wesson. Mark Wesson died just I'm trying to think it was Friday, I think, or Saturday. It must have been Saturday morning, sort of Saturday morning. He was literally out cutting a tree, came back in to take a rest, and never woke up. So please keep his wife, Tina, in your prayers. Um, it, it's just there's so much to this, and... I am there's a, I mean just some part of this I cannot share because it's extremely confidential with between some other folks but I just will tell you that there's this needs a lot of prayer so please give it a lot of prayer because there's probably some evil hand involved here in the demonic side not not Mark is a wonderful man so is Tina they're beautiful people but I think there was a pretty heavy-handed attack and when my point of bringing this up is we're dealing in a true sense of evil right now and don't underestimate it don't take it lightly and don't go into this world unprepared. So please keep your focus each day. Spend some time in the morning anchoring in Scripture, praying with God, and getting your armor strong. 
because there's some very, very real issues going on here right now that um, can have some real life consequences. Okay, and I just I know this because there's other things happening, and that is, have been extremely have pushed people to the limit. I mean, this is like some of this stuff is almost like exorcism stuff, and I and I'm not I'm not exaggerating. And with the reports that I'm getting back across many from other issues as I mean, just different events. It's just like, wow, demons are on the move. Um, and they are. And, and this is kind of why. So I prayed a lot on this this weekend. And God showed me something that was just, it just literally opened my eyes. And it's this. The enemy can't see us when we're walking in the fullness of Christ. We're invisible to them. God is literally hiding us from them. And this makes us a deadly force, especially when you have Bard's Nation that's spread out. I had a word from the intercessor, intercessors team from Yuba City, and they talked about what happened when we declared that Yuba City Glad Tidings Church was going to be a base camp. And they, they witnessed what they felt, what they said in their, in their prayers, what they witnessed was the birthing of a young baby. And they immediately went to prayer and began praying around that child that was born in that spiritual space to protect it. And the comment was to me that when, when I said that, they said the enemy shook because it realized that Bar's Nation was here and was real and was a real threat. And we are in a good way. And this is where I'm kind of leading. And I'm taking this, I don't... When I say here, I don't, I don't exaggerate, nor do I say this to inflate or to stroke everybody on the back. It's more of a reminder of the responsibility and the commitment that we have here. We are a distributed f- fellowship, which is very unique. We are all over the world. And I want you to imagine that as you walk in Christ, the enemy can't see you, but the enemy will receive the impact of your prayers. So each one of us is a lethal machine against evil, that that we're invisible. The enemy can't see us. So the enemy gets hit when we pray on things. And what I want you to kind of, where I'm going to kind of paint the picture is imagine that we pray on something and the enemy is used to a church praying on something. So at least knows where the church is. But all of a sudden it's praying and it's getting hit from hundreds of different sides and angles and it can't see where it is except this. And this is what God showed me. When we sin is when we literally create a crack in our armor. So if you've ever seen the movie Predator or if you've ever used thermal vision, it's like this. So imagine if you've ever, I'll use the first example of thermal vision. A tank can be completely camouflaged for the visual eye and you can even to night vision, it'll be completely camouflaged. You can't see it. However, if you put on thermals, it's going to take heat signatures. And if that tank's engine has been running in the last 8 or 10 hours, the thermal vision will highlight the engine. You might not see anything else, but it'll be the glowing little, it'll be a color variation where that engine is. Imagine that's how the enemy's seeing us, except that where that glow is, that represents our sin that's now breaking through and causing a hole in our armor. So if 
as I talked about on Thursday night, like if you're one that's having trouble with porn, when you're doing that, you're not just putting a hole, you're ripping a gaping hole in your armor and the enemy's able to flood in. Hence, that's the reason that one, on, on egregious sins, we have to get them under control. And I, and I consider pornography an egregious sin and we have to get that under control. It's not a condemnation statement. It's just, it's, and that's like putting a cannonball hole through your armor. But even on small sin, why we have to repent on a daily basis. We put ourselves before the Lord, repent for things, how I see it. And I'm just telling you what God shared with me. And especially in this period of time when the enemy is so much on the move, we are then able to keep our armor sealed and heal those wounds. And the enemy has an extremely difficult time seeing us. The people that have walked into the enemy's trap, enemy sees them like day. I mean, it's like no problem. They're clear they're theirs. But they're not a threat. But Christians are. So this is really, if you think about it, and we go to some of the discussions and prayers that we had on Saturday, we had a lot of families under attack. And interestingly, Many of the attacks were coming at the children in the family. Well, why is that important? Because the children aren't necessarily walking powerfully in the Holy Spirit and in their belief in Christ. I'm not, I'm not, this is not a, a statement towards parenting. It's just, it's difficult sometimes to convey to the, to the youth how important it is that they stay in that focus of Jesus. Because they're not, they're not living in a world surrounded by people with a biblical worldview. But our responsibility becomes even more so, especially when we start talking about saving, rescuing the children. Rescuing the children, that means also rescuing the ones that are here now. The enemy is after them. So take a Christian family, and you know, there's a lot of the power of the Holy Spirit there, but the, the youth are the youth. They, they're trying to be young, and it's okay. It's wonderful. But as a family, we have to pray greater hedges of protection around our, our children. We, and we have to really empower the children to understand the why. of Why do you need to keep yourself in, begin your day with prayer, get your armor of God on, walk with the Holy Spirit, share your life with God, open that door, be there with him in all things. It's not a restriction, it's an empowerment, but it's doing something greater. It's keeping you as an element away from the enemy's eyes. And that is so, so important right now, massively important. So as we pray each day, make sure that we're, we're praying for those sorts of protections around our families and around, especially around our youth. This war is very real, and there's a lot of very real things going on. So, hey, Patriots, one last thing I want to point out tonight on our sponsors, and that is EMP Shield. Um, if you haven't figured out by now, this world is run by psychopath pedophiles. And what they will do, it, literally they will do anything to keep power, keep themselves in power, including things like an EMP. Uh, EMP Shield is designed to withstand an EMP level 1, 2, or 3, also solar flares and also lightning strikes. Fantastic product. It's designed to protect your vehicles, your ATVs, your RVs your home, your radio base stations, even your solar arrays. Low cost by comparison to the cost, potential cost of damage. It's a great insurance policy. 
easy to install. The website has amazing inventory or library of how to install it. They also have all their certifications. These products have been tested at the best labs for Department of Defense and DHS for just that EMP. And they've exceeded the standards. And then on top of that, um, it's all American made. So if you head on over to empshield.com, empshield.com, use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. You're going to get $50 off free shipping. And right now they're continuing the freedom sale, which is an additional 10% off across everything on the site. And I don't know how long that goes. I'm, I know they've extended it since the 4th of July. They might extend it, they might extend it longer. But anyway, take advantage of it while you have it. It's good. Um, it's a great value. They're great products. They're worth every dime. I've, I've mentioned many times I have it on the ATV, the vehicle. We have it on the house. We have it, my dad has it on his vehicles. And uh, we're looking at adding you know, more of them where we need to. So they're, they're an affordable and very effective insurance policy from the psychopathic lunatics that are running the world and making sure that we can keep running with the equipment that we have. So empshield.com, promo code is BARDS, $50 off in free shipping, and then 10% off right now site-wide as well. There's just a certain sense of a big change coming. And the one thing that becomes exceedingly clear is that we are not going to win this with any sort of anger or vengeance. I have kind of been looked at myself in terms of the process and almost a third-person optic of how God has affected my life. And trust me, I would more than happily be like the <laughs> Bard the Butcher when it comes to pedophiles, if that helps you out. I mean, I have... I have no problem walking into that space. But I also know that that's a much bigger, it's easy to say it. It's also a much bigger step that we have to be very clear on. We are stepping into a, a very mature way of existing. And this is part of our growing up and walking into the authorities that God gave us understanding that we truly do have the power of life and death in the words that we are given and say. And when we start to walk in that place, I think we really begin to realize more and more the, the authorities and the level of magnitude of what God implies and why we are held back and encouraged to focus on love. Now, obviously things are centered around love, but the power of Christ's love is tremendous in a, in a range of things that I, kind of the way I like to describe it, you've heard me describe it here, is that love is, on one hand, that blade that cuts a perfect slice of double-decker thick cream cheese, or I'm, I'm sorry, uh, cheesecake. And if you've ever done that, you know it takes, it's a very, it's quite an art to cut the perfect slice of cheesecake after a big, big thick New York slice of cheesecake without tearing the edges and making a perfect slice. That's a beautiful moment of, of just perfection in, in the love of the sword and in the love, love through the sword of the Holy Spirit. But there's also another side of love. And that other side of love is more like a blade that cuts 
to bleed us out of the infection, and it doesn't feel good. In fact, it just downright hurts at times. But the purification that comes from that, like bleeding out a, a snake bite or bleeding out the infection out of a wound, the purification that comes from that is freeing. And again, it's love. So we have these extremes of love, which the only word that we have that we take from the Greek is agape, but we don't have any reference to it in our current world because love as a word is so abused and so transformed into something in terms of a physical love. And it's just becoming increasingly more abused. I mean, the, the sexual immorality of our world is just continuing to, to create a lot of shame and a lot of impossibilities. If we speak in the lexicon of the matrix, our words literally mean other things. So the intent of our heart becomes extremely important. And where we come from in our words and our intention of our words becomes extremely important. Saying less and having a, a greater intention does more than saying a lot and having little or, or confused intention. And that's something I, I'm putting out because I think there's, it becomes very evident if you spend time, I'll just give you a few, working in the garden, hunting, working with animals. There's three right there that we arrive at a place where we say less, but what we observe, what's in our heart means more. Take, take this working with any with animals. They read you so fast, just in a flash they read you because they're reading your whole sense of who you are and they're, they're very attuned to that. That's what keeps them alive. We tend to be very clumsy in our life these days. And so it's kind of like walking through a garden of somebody that doesn't understand a garden and they kind of walk through your beds and they stomp on things. That's kind of the carelessness in which we tend to walk very often in our world, especially when it comes to words. We tend to be reactive and we tend to jump. At the same time, the enemy right now is on the hunt. So it's looking for those, those cracks in the armor it can zero in on to find us. And at the same time, it's doing everything it can to provoke us into the anger, into the, into the flash of, of anxiety or fear, and use that as a way to keeping us derailed and away from the Word of God. And depending on the intensity of the attack, it could take you anywhere from you know moments or it could take you weeks to recover from it, to rec reclaim your footing. These attacks are real, and they're vicious, and they're intended to do exactly what I say, to remove you from the path that God has you on. And in this time right now, things are very, they're very, I was going to say very real, and, it's, and I don't know if that's the right, that's even effective enough for what I want to say. We're in a time frame where things are accelerating and the consequences become very real. And this is, I think one could say, well, what about all those other people that are wandering out here like zombies? Well, unfortunately, you just said it. They're in the matrix and in the zombie zone. So they're not even in alignment to what's happening. And in fact, they've already suffered the consequences, but they don't realize it yet of not listening to God or being separated from God. So our, our walk here in a daily basis, and I just, I have to stress this, take time and be refreshed. Find some refreshing moments each day. Empower yourself with prayer. Super important. Keep that armor strong and don't get bogged down in a lot of the quagmire of the political 
sewer that seems to be floating around in everywhere these days. I would, you know, for myself, and I, I'm just kind of in this place, I, there's things that God has before me. We have Operation Vineyard, and I'm, I'm really paying attention to where God wants me right now. So outside of building the plan and making sure we're going to have things like next weekend with Jared, Jaron Jackson to teach common law, which are kind of the first big steps, what God has me doing right now is two main tasks. One, I would call mapping the rooms, effectively, as Paul said, to get to know every detail of this plan and project, to put it together to where I can take it to the Lord and say, here it is, and then share that outward, Okay. But everything I'm going to do and I am doing is coming back through God first. And I got that smacked down about two and a half weeks ago, and I shared it with you. When I got pulled into an opportunity that was going to take me into a place I didn't want to go, well, I, you know, I was trying to be helpful, but all of a sudden I was like being pulled into my old life, and I just felt it was sickening. I mean, it was a physical reaction to it, and that's when God says to me, he says, I did not tell you to go that way. And I'm like, no, you didn't. And I, and I repented, and, and it was like, this is not a rebuke, but it's a reminder. I need you focused on the commission that you put be, that I put before you. And our minds have an interesting way of doing things, because when we get wrapped into something, we have a tendency of building a story of why. Okay, why does this thing, we look at something, and we'll say, well, how does this connect to this? Oh, I see it, and we'll draw this imaginary story between what we're doing to where we're supposed to be. You have to be careful in that, because... What we need to have is have God show us where we are and then help lead us to the understanding of how it connects with something. Those are two different relationship things. And when we start taking our approach always with him, through him, and abiding in him, it's extremely freeing. We have unbelievable opportunities, but we also have a much lower stress, and we're walking purely in the Holy Spirit. And as we walk in that, what's happening? Well, the burdens of life are being lifted off because we don't have to carry them alone. The fears and anxiety that the enemy's throwing at you, you're just hitting your armor and it's falling off. You're literally not feeling it all. The enemy's having an enormously difficult time seeing us, so our ability to pray in and deliver lethal attacks against them is great. And to continue with where God wants us to do the be and the movement forward with that creates lethal hits that we can't necessarily appreciate, but the enemy feels them all the time. The enemy is getting smacked right now, hard. It's a lot of what we're witnessing in our world, but we're also having a lot of traps being placed before them. And one of the most obvious one is politics. You know, we have this rhetoric now going between, you have the the Joe Biden rhetoric, the the uniparty rhetoric, you have um, Robert F. Kennedy, Robert Robert Kennedy Jr.'s rhetoric, and you have Donald Trump's rhetoric. Those two are, you'll hear the discussion going on. It's like, well, they're each waking up people. Well, they're also each saying the same thing. And if we're not careful, we're going to get being trapped into these idolatries of men, and we're not keeping our eyes on God. In the end of the day, these two men, whatever their intentions are, well-intentioned or whatever, are not going to change the world. We are going to change this country and we are going to change the world because that's as God empowered us in this nation, we the people. It didn't say we the people working in obedience to a president. It doesn't say that, but that's what we become. So when I say President Trump and RFK are saying the same thing, listen to the narratives. Woe me 
woe me, for they are not treating me fairly. That's both candidates are saying the same thing. Woe me, for they are not treating me fairly. One is saying, woe me, they are censoring me. Woe me, they are not providing me with secret service detail. The other, woe me, they are, they are, they are persecuting me in the public eye again unfairly. Woe me, they are making accusations against me, which is not true. Woe me, they are not letting me speak. They're censoring me. And then each says, I have a plan to fix America, to make America great again. Here is my plan. And this is encapsulated and just absolutely brought a group of, of patriots out here into a lockstep with these discussions of the Great Awakening. But the Great Awakening is not there. The Great Awakening is with God. And as we settle into that in the eyes that he gives us to see, we are the true sovereigns of this world. So I really want you to hear these words now. This is important. We are the true sovereigns of the world, the children of the Most High. So the question I think everyone should be asking is, why are we so eager to elect somebody that's supposed to do all of that for us? Why do we need a leader so desperately to put our eyes on, to have hope in, when we have the only one we should be serving, which is Jesus, ready and, and, and waiting for us? But we continue to put our eyes on the earthly issues of politics. And I, I can already hear, you know, I can almost hear people say, I'm not saying here, but I can almost hear people say this. It's like, well, that's not very realistic because we have, a, we have to deal with this country through a political forum. No, we don't. And that's where we change the game. No, we don't. Where we change this is when we place ourselves before the throne, humble ourselves before him, seek repentance and mercy for this nation, and understand that God gave us the rights. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness came from him. No one can take it away unless we allow it. And therefore, a president's role is not at that level, though we keep looking for a president to return those rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, when in fact the president's role is much more administrative and just overseeing the certain tasks that we need him to do and from an administrative point of view of governing for the voice of the people. But that's not changing things. That's governing. And it's not leading a revolution of bringing back this nation from the brink of hell. We have to do that ourselves. And we have to do that with the mightiness of our Lord, which is what this whole country was built on. There's so much discussion right now. I keep reading it, and people are falling out of ranks. And these are, I'm not talking about, uh, I, I really mean this when I say w people are. This is not anybody in Bars Nation. I'm just reading around the web, and I'm seeing so many people questioning the Bible, questioning, starting to look at aliens as, you know, the, the fallen, a sort of alien species, ancient, ancient civilizations, not talking about these tablets, that tablet, as if those tablets have more validity than God's word. It's unbelievable. And it's all in by design of the father of lies because these people are not walking within a biblical lens of the world and nor do they have an anchor in the rock of faith that, should keep, that would keep them in their focus of where it needs to be. But again, these are the ambushes that are happening at an exceedingly fast rate and those that are not walking within the body of Christ 
totally armored up, dealing with sin on a daily basis to repent and to bring it to the foot of the throne. When we're doing that, we're now set free from the matrix. We're not in the matrix right now, unless you choose to be. And that ultimately is it. We have to make a choice of whom we shall serve. And so I, I come back to the way I started my morning, which is to get up and go walk and do this video about what's going on out here in my backyard. It's an 80 foot by 90 foot space that when I walk, it feels like it's about a hundred times that big because there's so much going on because it's, it's the stewardship that God wanted me to do. And he wants all of us to do with what we have. And as we steward the little things, they become big things. I picked four carrots tonight for dinner. Well, I'm on carnivore diet, so I picked four carrots for my parents for their dinner. Let's put it that way. And they're big. They're, they're nice, lovely carrots about 10 inches long and really probably three-quarters of an inch around the top. Beautiful color, perfectly grown carrots, beautiful carrot tops, which we'll, we'll cut and we'll turn into a, a we'll, we'll make pesto out of that. And I was thinking of how that carrot came from a tiny little seed. And thinking about the same bed of carrots that I had to seed three times this season to get it going. But nonetheless, here we are. This is God's wealth. This is our stewardship. This is where we are. This is how we break free of the system. And in that place right there, there is no politics. There is no noise. There's just the beauty of God's bounty being pulled from the earth that we can rely on and trust in and be able to live on. Our life is not as complicated as this outside world wants it to be. But rather, it's, it's a much stronger place with a much greater anchoring in the Father. And in that place of the anchoring, we should be reminded in Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold, our refuge, our high tower, Selah. That's where we walk. And in spite of all this noise, confusion, craziness, anxiety, fear, hatred, burning buildings down, throwing people out on the street, worrying about where the next pile of human poo is. I mean, it's just, there's so much lunacy going on. And anybody that's walking in that space, I can't imagine how their daily process is. It has to be chaotic. It has to be fatiguing. It has to be frustrating. It has to be empty. And I think it reflects it. I think where it reflects it in one of the key areas is this hyper level of of sexualization of everything because it's the only place that people can find a little touch of what they think is happiness and joy. But it's the greatest trap the enemy's ever set because it's the place that once you touch that, you crack and fracture your armor. 
Once you touch that, the enemy has a reach into you and starts to drain you down. It is literally like taking part of you. And the pain and, and suffering that that will cause you over a lifetime is beyond measure. And on the other side, we have this other place, which is a humble and simple walk with Christ. God didn't ask you to be poor, doesn't want you to be poor. He's not asking you to, th- to get rid of everything. The biggest thing is, do you have the heart and will to walk away from everything if God calls you without having any remorse? Things are what things are. They make our life easier. Sometimes they make our life more fun, but nothing is going with us on that other side. So in submitting to the Lord, submitting ourselves to him, it, adhering and abiding by what he places before us, when we release ourselves into his authority and we're walking, we gain the greatest freedom we can ever imagine. And yet everything we're told says that we're going to be obedient and captured, and that's the wrong term. We're going to be obedient and set free. So as you walk in this week, take some time each day. Start your day with a beautiful moment of just prayer, giving praise and thanks to our Father. And take a few moments to literally be still and know our God. Quiet your mind. Get to know him, hear him, let him show you, and trust in him in a greater way so that not just an a thing, but all things in your life become part of him with you, that you're sharing in everything. And when we do that, there's nothing in this world that we can't overcome. There's nothing in this world that will get us down. There's nothing in this world that can stand in our way and prevent us from winning. It's literally that simple. Patriots, let's pray. Father, we are blessed to be here tonight and just humbled by the wisdom and the love that you continue to pour down upon us, and we are so grateful for all of this. Father, this is an amazing world, which everything created by you, through you, it reflects in the perfection and balance of all things, something that we often find ourselves on the outside of. Father, we just pray this evening as we walk into this week, as we enter into this week, that they will have a seeking of your face in a greater way, that we arrive at a place where truly we sit and be still and come to know you as God. And to literally realize that everything else around us, if we stripped it away, if it all went away today, if politics vanished, if all the media went away, if there's nobody out here screaming stupid stuff from the, from the corner sidewalk, we just quieted everything down. Cell phones got shut down. Internet got shut down. We would discover something most amazing. We would discover how peaceful the world has always been, except for the layer of this confusion that we seem to live in. So, Father, my prayer this week is just for everybody, is just to have it a week where there's time to sit and be still and know you as God. To take that time, to take that breath, to lean in, to appreciate what it is to walk with you and to commit in a way greater than our daily basis, but a new way going forward, to literally commit with the words, all in. I'm all in with you, Lord. 
I'm all in wherever you want me to go. I'm all in wherever you want me to be. To commit totally with our heart in such a magnificent way that as we move forward through this week and weeks forward, that we are committing to walking with you and sharing our lives with you, to open the door, to invite you in, to set a seat at the table, and to share and dine in all things. So, Father, I'm asking for that blessing and even declaring that blessing by the blood of Christ, that that may be part of everybody's experiences listening to this program this week. Guide us all. Jesus, thank you for all you've done to bring us to this point in this hour. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Just keep walking and keep walking in a beautiful way with him. There's nothing that can stop you. One last little comment because it's just another one of these amazing things. We've prayed a couple times now for uh, one of our followers by the name of Marjorie. She's had very crippled hands, and she is the one I've told you about that has been um, building the school for children in, in right in this county where I'm at. Well, for the first time in years, and she, I was I called her today to ask her how her hands were doing. She is able now to thread beads for prayer flags and to make prayer flags for the first time in a number of years. And her hands are actually healing in such a way that she was even able to go to the firing range today and load her revolver and shoot it without pain. Patriots, this is the power of our prayers and the transformation that they can make. There's no limit to what we can do when we put our hearts together using the love of Christ to transform this world. And we transform this world by raising each other up and walking powerfully in that body of Christ to truly create a better place, a place that relies on all things first in God, not in the institutions, not in government, not in doctors, not in teachers, but truly in him first. That's the greatest walk we can have and equally the greatest challenge on every day but it's a worthy and noble challenge to push ourselves to a, such a place that everything that we do puts god first keep your head up and your eyes forward never bow to evil never relent always press into the fight god is with us he'll never forsake us and in the end god always wins but we are here in this time in this place for just such a time as this we are at war so walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now.
Out of my mind like a dog 